welcome to Saskatchewan Pulse Growers' first Pulse of the Prairies podcast. My name is Andrea Lauder, and I'm the Communications Manager with SPG. Today we're talking with Chuck Penner from Leftfield Commodity Research. We're going to be talking about pea and lentil markets. Thank you for joining us today, Chuck. No problem at all. The first thing I wanted to ask you was about the current state of pea and lentil production in Canada. We know it's been a challenging year for producers with the dry seeding conditions this spring and then this ongoing wet harvest we've been having. So how are these late rains impacting the harvest quality of peas and lentils? Well, they're certainly not helping. It's uh, become quite ugly. It, it started slowly and it's just continued on that way. And, and we've had our previous lows or our previous low points of uh, 2016 was, was pretty bad. 2014 was pretty bad. 2010 was the worst. And uh, we're, we're a little ahead of 2010, but not by much. Uh, but we're behind 2014 and 2016. Uh, it's kind of difficult to say exactly how the it's affected quality but when if we use those kind of years those as as benchmarks or something like that um, what we could see is the amount of the crop or the percentage of the crop that's graded as a one Canada normally is somewhere around 35 or 40 percent uh, this year it'll, it could be easily less than 20 percent and then another 20 to 25 percent could be and this is for peas mind you uh, for uh, could be an extra three or lower, and so it's going to be much more of a challenge to get that done. Uh, that's on that's on peas. When we kind of spin the uh, thing, looking at lentils, it's also that type of a situation where we're well behind those previous years. And normally, about a quarter to a third of the crop is uh, a one Canada. And then this year it could be as low as as maybe five percent. Uh, so so really ugly that way. Still a good chunk in as a two Canada. Uh, but then we could see if we're if we're similar to the let's say 2014 and 2016, uh, we could have almost half of the crop as an as an extra three or lower. And so that's uh, again a whole lot of a challenge. Uh, it is different, of course, when you look at green lentils or green peas because the visual look of the crop is much more important those grades will have been hurt more by the wet weather and the harvest delays than for red lentils or yellow peas because they tend to get processed that doesn't mean they can avoid this entirely but uh, it, it may be less of an issue there and so farmers are going to have to watch um, you know those grade discounts uh, considerably more. Uh, the buyers, the processors, will have to get more creative, if you want to use that word, uh, to to try and get all of these peas and lentils moved into the system and and um, and out the door. So it's uh, it's a bit of uh, well, not a bit of. I'm I'm playing it down even. It's a it's a real concern. Okay, thanks for that, Chuck. You actually provide the perfect segue to my next question in terms of getting this new crop into the system. Do you have any sense for how much is likely to be sold off the combine this year? Well, this year we had a situation where, and, and every so every few years we get one of these situations where prices are 
are poor enough going into harvest that farmers have been very reluctant to sell. And so when you get, you know, red lentils at 15 or 16 cents and and, uh, and even the green lentils uh, for a while anyway were, uh, you know, below 18 cents. Uh, and, and, you know, we had a number of situations there where farmers were just weren't forward contracting. And uh, I think they'll try to move some off of the combine, but right now it's just getting them getting them off of the fields. Um, in terms of peas, the, those are also uh, the the contracting, the forward contracting was slower too. And what we've got there is some pretty good movement of yellow peas, but green peas, you know, that hasn't been moving uh, quite as well early on. Um, so because of that, what that means is that farmers haven't sold this and the the buyers are getting a little more anxious now uh, with the harvest delays, especially for those green peas and green lentils to try and get those kind of products moved. And so right now we're starting to see actually prices of green lentils and green peas edge a little bit higher. And there are some opportunities already to take advantage of, of those um, that bit of a bump in those prices. So what would this mean for this year's harvest in conjunction with overall world production? Well, when it comes to the to the pea markets, um, what we've seen is a, a bigger crop in the U.S., although some of those areas are struggling with harvest as well, too. They've been hit with some of those rains. Uh, the bulk of that crop is in the bin, though, in, in the U.S., so they have a bigger crop, both of greens and of yellow peas. Uh, but what I'm hearing from our other big, one of our other big competitors uh, in the Black Sea region, uh, Russia and Ukraine particularly, is that their acreage and yields are probably down over last year. So the the crop there is smaller. So you know, from that perspective, um, you know, we're seeing we'll see a little bit less competition into India, uh, and those two countries are are targeting as have seemed. To to shift their their targeting toward selling into the European market, particularly the feed uh, market. So uh, we're seeing a little bit of a benefit there uh, in terms of lentils, uh, red lentils. It's really the uh, it's really Australia that's the only other competitor, and, and their crop is okay, but but certainly not huge by any means. On the green lentil side, the U.S. crop is smaller this year, so uh, we'll see again a little bit less competition in, in that area. I know we had spoken with Peter somewhere from Australia, and he had mentioned that farmers in Australia had been holding on to some of their lentils, but with their harvest coming up, they're running out of bin space. He was predicting that they may be flooding the market with a lot of extra lentils that might put us in competition with them. Do we really need to worry about that as much? Well, you know, the Australian uh, red lentil crop is... Um, is 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 a key competitor, but it's considerably smaller than ours. So yes, their farmers may have carried over some additional lentils, um, but I don't know if I would quite characterize it as flooding the market. I don't think they have quite enough to flood the market. You know, you can maybe get up to your ankles, but you know, not up to your knees and that type of thing. <laughs> That's a great analogy. Thank you, Chuck. I did want to dial it back a bit to when you were talking about production in other areas of the world. Our biggest export market has always been India, and of course, these last couple of years, with market restrictions on pulses into India, things have changed in terms of very little crop being marketed there. Is there any indication that India is going to ease market restrictions in the near future? I would love to say yes. 
but it isn't looking that way. Uh, right now, they're they're in the middle or close to the end of their summer Karif crop, and uh, that's not necessarily peas and lentils and uh, that type of thing. But for the most part, it, there had been very serious concerns early on that they weren't getting enough rain. Now it's even possible, uh, you know, the rains have picked up considerably, and now it's even possible that uh, they could have too much rain on some of their pulses. Um, but from a perspective of, um, you know, the, or the overall pulse supplies in the country, they're not nearly as worried as they were, I would say, about two months ago. Um, and so the, the government there is um, still feeling pretty good about the supply situation, and they are also sitting on some fairly sizable supplies. Uh, they have their buffer stocks. The government buys in these stocks, uh, and they have apparently about 1.7 million tons of chickpeas still from the well from the last couple of harvests, uh, and about 200,000 tons of lentils. And so uh, they even have a bit of that buffer stock. And then if we look forward to the rabi season, which is their winter crop season, which begins they start planting in November, uh, and that's lentils and peas and those kind of things. Um, these heavy rains that they've had in the last little while will actually um, provide a good moisture base for that crop. So uh, even that crop, they're uh, they're looking a little more confident, although it's still very early. Um, but they're looking a little more confident there. So that's the long-winded answer to. It, there's nothing on the horizon right now that would suggest that. And in fact, uh, there were uh, even some rumors or requests that they could raise the import tariff on lentils a little more yet. Right now it's at a little over 30%. Um, there, there were rumors or rumblings that it could go up to 70%, um, and that would, be, that would be very damaging. Okay, nothing confirmed yet, though? No, nothing confirmed yet. So, uh, you know, again, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it's, yeah, there's uh, the optimism we had a little bit earlier uh, isn't panning out. I want to talk about another one of the Canadian Pulse Industries' other big export markets, which is China. Do growers need to worry about the relationship that we have with China right now? And are there things that growers should be aware of when managing risks with this market? Well, possibly, uh, you know, like right now, the it, it's largely yellow peas, well, and some green peas that um, that China buys, and so those are the two that we're, you know, we think about when it comes to that. Um, right now, the issue would be that, um, or based on current environment, actually, pea imports have been moving along uh, fairly well. In fact, the August number just came out this morning. Uh, and they bought uh, 220,000 tons of, uh, took in 220,000 tons of peas in August, which is, you know, the highest in uh, almost a year. Uh, so, yeah, it's been a little bit slower, but part of that is uh, related to the fact that they're they're not buying for their feed industry so much anymore. So it's just the regular food buying. So that hasn't really hasn't slowed down, which some people are surprised by that. We we kind of had these these uh, things swirling around where you know they're not going to buy anything of of anything anymore, uh, and, uh, and you know they're you know the the risk is always that that. Uh, diplomatic relations uh, could get even worse yet, um, but uh, but right now it still hasn't uh, caused a problem. And so, you know, yellow pea prices aren't great right now. Um, 
Mm-hmm. But farmers may decide, you know, to, to chip away a little bit at at them, uh, just because there are no guarantees when it comes to some of these foreign trade issues. There have been a couple of questions that we've been debating in the office, and one of them has been, what are some of the factors that could strengthen pea and lentil prices in the coming year? On the flip side of that, also, what are some of the factors that could weaken pea and lentil prices? Well, you know, we still have about you know, probably about a quarter of the crop to come in uh, in Western Canada. Uh, and so if that, you know, continued to lag and we left, you know, uh, heaven forbid, but if we left some peas and some lentils out in the field and they just didn't manage to build up the supplies, you know, that could probably be one of them. Um, you know, if you wanted to wish a crop failure on Indian farmers, uh, that could be another one. But uh, again, at this point, uh, that's actually looking less likely than, than before. Um, other than that, I'm not, you know, I don't really see a whole lot. And, and you know, StatsCan's latest production estimates, you know, uh, look, you know, getting, seem to be getting bigger uh, rather than smaller. And so, um, but but those would be the those would be the couple of things. If we had a problem here, or if there was a, pr- a problem in India, that would force the government there to to back down on their import restrictions. Um, you know, again, when it's um, on the downside, um, you know, those are probably almost easier to find, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, if the if the situation with China deteriorated further, uh, there's a in fact there's a court appeal right now with this uh, uh, Huawei phone executive. Um, you know, if if conditions deteriorated further, uh, they could look or try to find some supplies elsewhere and, and buy past Canadian product. India could have a fabulous uh, crop, uh, but again, that's that's still far too early to tell. Um, so it's um, kind of balanced right now. Nobody is really concerned about making a move yet, although the one thing that I have seen is both green pea and green lentil prices starting to edge higher, um, mostly or almost entirely related to the quality concerns about uh, this year's harvest. Okay, well, I'm going to ask you one last question, Chuck, and it's more about marketing strategies for peas and lentils. What should growers be paying attention to as they market their 2019 crop? Ooh, that's a that's a tough one. Um, it, you know, it it is a year where you know I don't like I don't expect to see large swings or large movement in terms of prices. So we'll see gradual. You know, right now we're we're still in the seasonal lows, and so you know, in just a normal year and and. You know the price direction could be kind of normal this year. Is I would say you know don't you don't get too worried about selling right now, uh, thinking that you know it's it's only going to get worse throughout the year. Um, I think you know it's still worthwhile waiting until uh, we're through some of those harvest lows and and you know the bins are locked up again and and so on. So you know not getting too anxious or too worked up about current price levels uh, because you know even under the you know just the kind of a normal um, scenario from this point forward I think what we would see is is some modest gains or some modest strength so so wait for those and and as buyers you know need a little bit more here or there uh, see if you can you know chip in uh, chip away with an extra half a cent a pound here or you know uh, 10 cents or two bits a bushel uh, there and uh, see if you can um, scale up your selling as the year goes on. Thanks so much for that explanation, Chuck. I know I really put you on the spot with that question, so I appreciate it. That wraps our podcast for today. I want to thank Chuck Penner again for joining us. 
And I just want to plug that Chuck will be a plenary speaker at Cropsphere at TCU Place in January 2020. So if you want to get more market information, definitely register for this event at cropsphere.com. Registration opens on November 1st.